Okay, well, good day, everyone, and welcome to Shelters by Jesus Radio. We are here in Skowhegan, Maine. I'm here with Seth Roberts. My name's Al Teeman. We're your hosts. I trust that if you stick around, you will be blessed as we're fixing to look into God's Word, equip you, and encourage you. So that's where we are today. This is the day, Seth, that the Lord has made. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Al. I'm so looking forward to this discussion today uh, as we share what God has put on our hearts. Well, what have we been talking about recently, Seth? Faith without works. And there's that bad word. The D word is dead. Mm. And so we're not saved by works. It says that very clearly in Ephesians 2, that we're saved by grace Mm -hmm. and not by any works, lest we boast. Yet it will lead to good works. That was the point, I believe, that James was making. Amen. And well, God gave you something. And so he's asking, what are you going to do with it? Absolutely. And I think that's what we're trying to tackle here is, you know, encouraging people. Look, God didn't save you solely unto yourself. He saved you for a purpose. Every single Christian child of God is saved with a purpose. And so what is that purpose? And, And when I think I know what it is, Al, now you're telling me, no matter how much fear I have, anxiety, or whatever obstacles are in my way. We about that, yeah. Yeah, I got to move. We got to move. And sometimes it's a little bit scary, isn't it? And so <laughs> oh, I, I, I've even preached, as we said, on a Thursday, given the Bible study, I may say, like, you know what? You're not here by accident. Mm. And God has orchestrated this wonderful thing that tonight, this is the day that you may need to hear this, and you're going to go forward in service to Him. And so it may even be a stepping stone as people are here, and we try to provide some of the basic needs for life, food, clothing, shelter. But then man doesn't live by that alone, does he? And Amen. so we offer a saving opportunity through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the finished work that he did on the cross. And it's as simple as asking him into your heart. And then the change can start, a change in a person's lifestyle. And then we have a new desire in our heart typically when that happens is that we want to serve our Savior. I, I say, you know what? It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to stay here at the shelter and serve. In fact, that starts the good works. We call them good because anything that comes down from the Father of lights can be said to be good. So if there's anything good in in our life, it's from Him. Amen. And so good works can then start on behalf of our fellow brothers and sisters, furthering the kingdom. He says that's a dictate that we have. Go tell everyone. Go Mm. tell it on the mountain. I'm going to ask you, Seth. Okay. Maybe we can have a rapid fire round here. Sure. Uh, There are opportunities here at the shelter for people to get involved. I thought of a couple here that just come to mind where people have begun to do small things, maybe, or maybe bigger things. You may may have some. And they're good works for under the Lord. And so I don't know if maybe you can share a story and then I can share a story. We don't maybe necessarily have to say a last name of someone or or even a name, but we can say an example of somebody that have begun to maybe step out of their comfort zone or to overcome the fear and then begin to serve the Lord in a really neat way. You know, the other day I noticed somebody, they were cutting flowers. Then they trimmed them up, put them in a vase, and what a blessing it was to then preach and have some flowers behind me. Now, they happen to be, in this case, goldenrod. But, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. And goldenrod, you know, maybe it bothers some people. doesn't bother me, but it looked beautiful. And that person did that. They weren't asked to do that. I realized after the fact that they had been doing that regularly. I just thought that was a good work. 
Hmm. I was blessed by it, and and I don't know, maybe some other people kind of take it for granted, but I did see that, and I thought, you know what, God is a rewarder of those who do those things, and I believe there's a reward for that individual who took the time to not blow bells and whistles, and spend a lot of money. They took what God had given them, and I think blessed people in doing so. Do you know who I mean? And, and I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I and uh, maybe <laughs> I don't even think they want any recognition for it. But yeah. I thought, you know what? God saw that. I saw, happened to see it too. And God bless you for doing that. That was a good work. Amen. It blessed people. And so Amen. there's an example, I thought, of one. I have a fellow here, and I won't say his name. You know, he had this habit of coming to the shelter. And then near when it started to get warm, he'd have problems with the shelter and all these things. And then he'd leave. He'd always have to leave explosively. And then when cold weather come, he'd call and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Can I come back? And we're like, well, of course, you know. I have seen this person stay through the summer. I have seen this person apologize to people. He's never done that before. I've seen this person step up and volunteer to do something. Doesn't do that normally. I've seen this person defend the gospel. And so, Al, I can see. Yeah. And I'm sitting here. Like last week, as a matter of fact, I was thinking about, I'm looking at this individual like, he's still here, Lord. And he's different. And he's he has a smile on his face. And he he has life in his eyes. And you, he gets up and he's like, I have a purpose today. Right. I think of another one. There's an individual that came here and they had circumstances that brought him here that were less than desirable, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of it. And got some healing to do. But they found, I believe, some healing. And then they ultimately, as we try to do, position a person that they can get their own place, mm. maybe, and, and then move on with their life, and, and one that would have the Lord front and center. Mm. This individual, I think of, I saw here, they were here for a while, they got their second wind. From what I could see, they probably knew the Lord before they came here, and there are people that come here and, and then get blessed and, and are able to get a second wind. They got a second wind, got their own place, and yet they have chosen to come back here and minister. The individual I'm thinking about helps to run the clothing closet and I marvel at that I think to myself what causes a person to want to serve the Lord in that capacity to say okay I got my own place now and yet they want to give back serve the Lord I'm sure that's what's on their heart they would make a good guest oh yes yeah yeah. to have here so we have no shortage of guests so we may have that individual in here at some point and I don't mean to embarrass anyone except that it's marvelous to see God at work and I just want to say you know the lady that does that yeah God is blessing her for that. Oh, amen. And she's in this little hidden closet down in our basement and giving out clothing to the public and to our residents. Yes. And I guarantee you, Al, God is pleased and smiling on what she is doing. He does not consider that to be insignificant. No. You know, that is a great service to the Lord. And that's what I want to encourage people. Again, like so you don't have to be Billy Graham. I, I agree with you. I dropped off something the other day. It was after go out on a Sunday afternoon after the yard sales are done and they got stuff free by the side of the road. I'm not embarrassed to do that, but mm-hmm. I'll pick up stuff and I'll say, you know what? Someone may use that. You know, if it's a maybe drop it off at the shelter and so I dropped, happened to get a set of dishes that I had seen and the price was right and you know free or best offer and so anyway I grabbed those and I, we cleaned them up a little bit and then we said we're gonna drop them at the clothing closet which has a few other odds and ends down there as well mm-hmm. too and so we make that available to the community and so as I dropped that off Kim said <laughs> <laughs> sorry Kim, Kim Kim we're gonna have you in here maybe <laughs> but uh, anyway God bless you for the work that you do but Kim said you know what I get the absolute joy 
of offering that to somebody. And I think I know who needs us at. And I thought afterwards, I said, that is so cool. There is a joy yeah, there is. in serving the Lord. And, and it, there's a part of your reward. So I guess I would say falls in line with that. It is more blessed to give than receive. You get blessed when you give. So that's, a, that's another Well, it makes you feel wonderful. You know, she has this rack in the clothing closet that's full of stuffies. Little stuffed animals. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And so she saves that for the kids. They get to choose one. We get families sometimes to come in, Al, who've been burnt out, you know, everything destroyed in the fire. Kimmy will, you know, ask, do you have children? What are their ages? Let me help you find the clothing. Let me help you find bedding. Let me help you find all these things. And she does it with such joy and humility that it is a pleasure to see her here almost every day. I'll tell you a story about a guy who came to us. Again, we don't want to embarrass him. But he came here and he was, you know, saying he doesn't believe in God. We'll never convince him, he said. And it wasn't three weeks later. God got him. And that's how he described it. He just got him. And he raised his hand to salvation. And we're talking about a man who's a complete introvert now, Al, right? Who is now serving as my assistant director here at the shelter mm. and having to deal with people mm. on personal levels and trust God for everything that he's trying to accomplish. And so we went from a, a staunch, stiff-necked non-believer to a man who stepped out in faith and is now serving the Lord. And one of my good, close friends, a man that I've come to very much love and trust. What a neat story. Yeah. That is really in the change business. So to us, to see that faith and the works subsequently that follow is such an encouragement. It's Absolutely. just such a fresh wind. And I think it's also evidence that God is real, too. I mean, what, what inspires someone to do that, to change and do it a 180 right. and go in another direction and then begin to understand, I think, that it's not my life, but it's his life. Well, if I could say, Billy Graham once said this, I cannot prove God to you scientifically, but I can prove him in the lives that have been changed yeah. and the fruits and families that have been restored. And you know, there is evidence of God everywhere. That is such a good thing, too. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, there's so many... I think we get into a stereotype of what a good work is, and there's certainly some that are real evident, but then there's some that aren't evident as mm -hmm. well, too. I love to collect stamps, and so I get a lot of stamps, so it gives me a great deal of enjoyment, and I try to keep it in perspective, but we went to another church service in another town. We happened to on occasion. We'd been here Saturday, and then we went on a Sunday. We went to this other church service. My wife, Laurel, said, Al, did you see they have a bucket in the back with stamps in it? And I said, what? We're in church and they have a bucket of stamps? She says, yeah, you got to check it out. So I went back and I was like, you know, this is a, what be this? And so <laughs> I went back and I said, there was a bucket of stamps. And it said, look, if you got extra stamps, donate them to us. And we send them on to somebody who then processes them and ends up making some money and donates it to ministry. And I thought, well, now that's interesting. And so I had a lot of stamps. And someone brought in a big collection of envelopes, and they were pretty common stamps. I'm talking thousands of envelopes mm. with stamps on them. So I ended up going over and talking to the pastor. He'd shared with me that there was a lady that had been doing it for like 25 years. She was retired from being in the uh, missionary work, spreading God's word, and was unable to do that. She was widowed, but she still wanted to do something for him. So now under the radar, without anyone seeing it, she started getting the word out to churches saying, send me stamps, I'll cut them off, I'll process them, soak them off, what have you, off the paper, and then I'll sell them minimal cost to dealers then that will then resell them to the public and so she had been doing that she was almost in her 90s and had been doing that for like 25 years after quote unquote retiring mm -hmm. and he said that in that 25 years she was able to raise over a hundred thousand dollars wow. for missionary work wow. in getting those stamps and reselling them now that's a 
unseen work that was a beautiful thing. And mm. I thought, that just makes me want to bring more stamps over there. There's one example of someone, not in the limelight, but doing a really important work. And God, I believe, is so pleased with those works. When I was a worked and, and after I'd given my life to the Lord, I wanted to serve him. And yet here I am at work and I had to, had to make a living. And I was like, but wait, I think I, do I need to be a missionary or what? I want to serve you, Lord. And he did give me a relative amount of peace. And it came through some scripture, Colossians mm. chapter three. There's embedded a great message that helped me and may help some of our listeners too. Let me just read in Colossians chapter three, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And here's a key verse. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, mm. do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Isn't that cool? So here's Amen. the deal. Whatever you do, I think it makes that clear. It says, whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and to give thanks. Okay, so if I have to do the dishes, <laughs> I may not want to, but if I do it for him, it's different now. It's framed different. In that context, it's a work for him. And I find too, Al, when, when you put Jesus in your word, there's a peace that comes over you. Amen. And there's a joy. Amen. And there's a song. True. You know, because I've had days come to work and I'm like, oh, oh Lord, I know what I'm facing today. I could feel it in the air. And I'm like, but you know what, God, you called me here. Mm. You need to strengthen me and help me to see others as you see them. Is he able? Oh, absolutely. He's more than absolutely. Able. The only reason I'm here, I take no credit for my strength and endurance. I have none. Not to make it here. I, I can tell people, I said, yeah, after about the first week of working in ministry, I don't have any more love or grace to give you. But God gives me that so I can give you his grace and love. And that makes all the difference. You know, we grow weary sometimes. And it's, I've got to do the dishes again. <laughs> what? Where did those come from? We're getting some paper plates. Right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every bachelor's uh, desires paper plates or plastic forks. Yeah, so, but you know, the garbage has got to be taken out. Mm -hmm. Clothes have to be washed. Amen. And so, you know, those are the mundane things of the world. But I have found even the most mundane things begin to take on special meaning when done with that attitude of thanksgiving and, and a heart mm. towards wanting to do it. So, yeah. as under the Lord. Brother, that takes you places. And doesn't too. it feel like less like work and more like fellowship? Especially if you're able to do it with somebody. You know, if you're fellowshipping or talking about the gospel or whatever, it's to me, suddenly, Al, it becomes, it's not work. It's something yeah. we're doing while we're talking about Christ. I'm reminded of a resident here that we one day we were talking outdoors and it was starting to snow. Just one of them looked and said, those look like diamonds, that it's raining diamonds, you know, and the beauty of the snow. And, yeah. and then, so they saw the beauty in that. And then another Another person said, like, this is great. I don't tell anyone this. He said, but I love to shovel snow on behalf of my Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. And he says, so this means I get to serve him. Amen. He was all excited about it. What a different way of looking at something. Other people might just say, what snow? Great. We're yeah. going to have to <laughs> shovel it. And it's it's ugly, you know, but they found a joy in serving the Lord. And that encourages us, I think, to go to my next question. So, Al, I, I, you know, we talked about faith, which is dead because of no work. So how does my faith? 
faith come alive? What does it mean uh, to come alive? When I choose to trust God yeah. and step out, even though it looks incredibly overwhelming, impossible, not going to happen, no one else around me believes in it, just me and God, and I step out in that faith and I'm obedient, I find miracles happen. I see obstacles overcome. The naysayers, their mouths are shut. The overwhelming odds disappear. And despite everything, the victory happens. And I know I didn't do it, Al. I was obedient, but I didn't do it. God did it. And suddenly I'm like, hey, there's something to this. There's something to stepping out and trusting God. And then all of a sudden, my faith is alive. Because I know my Savior lives. Amen. I know yes, my Savior has power to overcome everything. And oh, I know that yes. He is the source of my strength. And so when we trust him, and I know folks, believe me, as someone who moved from a cave to out in the open to serve the Lord, I know the fear, I know the anxiety, I know the doubt. But when we do it in obedience, God has never fails to get the victory. And then I think I fully believe when James is saying, this is how it becomes alive. You know, we, we were told, Faith without works is dead. Oh, so I have dead faith because I'm doing anything for the Lord. Well, well do something. Mm. Trust him. Step out and watch it become living, breathing faith. And you'll still get problems. You'll still get hit with fear and anxiety and doubt. But, you know, there's something inside you that begins to grow stronger that says, God's got this. What do you think, Al? <laughs> I couldn't have said it any better. I just I love to see the Holy Spirit explode in somebody like it just did in you. And friends... That can happen to you too. You know, he is a consuming fire, his word says. And that's a great Bible study in and of itself. Pastor preached on, bring the fire. Mm. And he said, like, churches are asking him to come and say, bring the fire. You know, <laughs> when they're down south, and they, they, he, he said it as only a southerner could. But mm. he said, I, I'm not doing it. I'm nothing special. Mm. I just come and I open up God's word. And with that heart of just wanting to do something, God shows up, and if you're willing and you take that heart, he looks at the heart. That Isn't it good that he doesn't look at the outside? Because I have a real face for radio, Pastor said. But... <laughs> <laughs> He's so kind. He's so, kind. He's so supportive. But it's really a um, blessing. And just lost my chain of thought. We know that most people that would click this and listen to it love the Lord with all their heart and want to serve them. And so with that said, don't give up the ship. Don't give up. I usually say that in my Bible studies to people. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because it isn't over yet. It ain't over. And so I have a section of scripture from Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Mm. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, mm. that's I think what we've been talking about, Amen, yes. from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. There's good times coming, and it's what a blessing it is to serve Him. Those good works, it is more blessed to give than receive. I want to encourage people to step out, test the water, and give Him the glory. Well, thank you, Al, for another episode here tonight. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been great. And I truly appreciate you being a part of this podcast and for being able to share the gospel and discuss the gospel. So thank you for that. So well, you're welcome. And thank you, too. And we, uh, we have a great engineer here, too, John. You've been helping. Thank you. Just a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. 
Well, folks, thank you for tuning in. If you're interested in supporting Shelters by Jesus or want to know more about us, you can hit the listener supported button here on this podcast page, or you can go to www.sheltersbyjesus.com. You can write us a letter at 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976, or call us at 207-474-8833. Al, thank you again. God bless you. God bless you too and our listening audience. Look forward to meeting you again soon.